Hey everyone, welcome to Leadership Now. My name is Dan Pontifrac. Today we're with a special guest, Sasha Seymour, who in 2018, alongside his pal from Stanford MBA, Andrew Powell, founded Learn to Win, which if you're unfamiliar with it, and you won't be after this because you'll know all about it, is a mobile platform that effectively creates customized training and onboarding materials. And so why am I so interested in this? Well, hold on, we're, we're going to get into a good chat with, uh, with Sasha here. So Sasha's the COO uh, of Learn to Win, but did you know he's also a reserve intelligence officer in the U.S. Navy? Maybe we'll get into that as well. But Learn to Win, uh, let's let's start here, Sasha. Like Learn to Win uh, purports to be focused on the last mile of learning. Now uh, we've had a couple chats over the last few months, and you know me as a recovering chief learning officer. So. What do you and, and you know the, the Learn to Win team sort of describe last mile of learning as in terms of you know the organizational needs, performance, you know, the employee? And you, you suggest here at Learn to Win that it's rarely ever taught. So I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, tell us a bit about Learn to Win and specifically right now, last mile of learning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first thing I'll just say is, is thank you so much for having me on, Dan. It's a uh... It's a real, it's a real pleasure, and I'm, I'm thankful that you took the time to, to have me on your, on your show. Um, so first, to, to jump a little bit into last mile learning. So uh, we, we stole this term a bit from, from the telecom use case, but uh, really at Learn to Win, we see the almost two types of learning. Um, there's the first one, which we would call general or foundational learning, okay. uh, which would be all the things that you might need to actually get to be able to do a job. Uh, and it tends to be relatively standard. It tends to be the kind of things that are ubiquitous across uh, an industry or a particular knowledge set that you need to learn. Um, and it's also the kind of thing that you can actually buy off the shelf. And so uh, you mentioned before some of the different places that Learn to Win works, which is uh, with professional athletic teams, with uh, the U.S. military, with sort of more commercial B2B businesses. Um, and if I would give some examples of what that looks like across each of those organizations, for a, for a football team, it might be all the things that you learn as a, a pop corner player, so how to throw a spiral. Uh, for a military unit, it might be something like, uh, here's what all the stuff that you learned in A school, or here's what all the rank insignias mean on your on your badge. It's, all, it's sort of foundational learning. And then for a commercial organization, we, we train a lot of sales teams. This would be things like Sandler Sales Training 101, how to do a cold call, uh, those types of foundational pieces. And that stuff is really, really important, but uh, we don't think it's the most important. Uh, what we think is the most important is what we call this last mile of learning, which is all the things that are unique to your particular organization that uh, are proprietary to your organization uh, and are the things that we think really make a difference from taking somebody who's sort of an initial performer who just joined your organization into a top performer who really knows the ropes. And so if I, if I go back to our three different verticals again and explain what this would be, if in a football use case, it's here's how I throw a spiral, uh, the last mile learning piece would here, here's our specific playbook for our specific team. Uh, and here's what we're gonna be executing against against when we play the Patriots next week uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, or you mentioned before my, or maybe you didn't, but my affinity for North Carolina basketball, here's the playbook we're gonna be running for Duke basketball tomorrow in the final four. Uh, if we go to a, a military use case, there might be all these things that you learn in a school or your initial rate training, but there's so many examples of things that you have to learn on the job that only the subject matter experts in those fields actually know. And so an example of a, a project that we work in is actually corrosion inspection training, where you might learn the basics of corrosion inspection training in a school, but those specific knowledge of how to 
recognize corrosion on an FA-18. That's sort of last mile learning. It's really hard to get taught in a schoolhouse. Uh, and then in the, to go back to our commercial, commercial use cases again, um, and, and sort of the sales training, Sandler sales training 101 or how to do a cold call is your first mile of learning. That's your generic standard training that you can buy off the shelf. Uh, how we at our organization respond to uh, questions about our product or uh, what do we, how do we handle competitor questions or how do we talk about our organization? Uh, all of those pieces uh, are that last mile of learning uh, that learn to win really, really focuses on. And I'd say that's the, the sort of what of where we actually go train. Okay. So learn to win uh, sounds like it's mobile app uh, sort of you have everyone presumptively has this po pocket sized computer, which is, you know, their phone. And so yes. if it's mobile learning, one of the things I used to get grilled on, like absolutely grilled on by my team uh, when I was a CLO. And I'm talking grilled on during the early 2000s when I don't even know if the Internet was born yet, Sasha. But nonetheless, I digress. And that was something that you have picked up on and are using in some of your materials. And that is, quote, bite size learning. <laughs> Yeah, bite-sized chunks. I used to call it as well, right? So, is this last mile learning an opportunity as well to have sort of condensed um, learning in these bite-sized nuggets, if you will? Tell us a bit about how why you use that term. Yeah, yeah. Well, for that one, I'll actually give maybe a, a two steps back. I'll give a little bit of the origin of learn to win. So, sure. I was a basketball player at the University of North Carolina. I was struggling to learn my playbook. Uh, my roommate at the time was the student body president, and uh, while he was there uh, at UNC, he, he was working really hard to get us to shift the way that we were doing traditional learning at the university, which was... No way. So we're yeah. like, seriously, because like, like he was thinking about, you know, the performance ultimately of the players? No, he was actually thinking about the performance in the actual university setting. Maybe I didn't clarify that. Okay. So as student body president, I think most people run on a, a platform of like more free pizza in the lunchroom or something <laughs> like that. And his push was really towards how do we change the university model of education from, I think, what the standard system you might have experienced when you were in university was, which was I, professor, get up, talk for an hour and a half, you, the student, take notes for an hour and a half, and then three weeks later, you take an exam on it, to much more of a blended learning or an active learning approach. And what this blended or active learning approach is, is it's really where we sort of force you to interact and engage with the subject matter. So it's uh, this sort of, you get a little piece of information, and then you have to go do something with it, or you get a little piece of information, and you're forced to work in a group together. And that type of active, interactive learning is really much, much closer aligned to how people actually learn than the more static traditional models of learning. And so what, what Learn to Win does is we basically take those, uh, that sort of active interactive type of learning, uh, and we put it into your mobile device in these three to five minute really interactive lessons. So if you're a football team, you might get a picture of your play and then you've got to go draw your route with your finger. Or yeah. if you're uh, somebody on a sales team, you might get a quick video of here's what uh, the situation is, and now you've got to respond on your cell phone saying, here's how I would answer this particular question. And we put it in these three to five minute lessons for two reasons. Uh, the first one is that sort of active, interactive, engaging portion where we're requiring you to respond to the material uh, and actually engage with it. And the second piece is uh, this piece around 
putting sort of learning and training within the flow of work. Uh, so like so often today, we just don't have time for sort of a longer block of training to sit down with an hour to actually engage with. But if we can put it in these three to five minute modules, put it in your sort of cell phone in your pocket, then you can do these lessons when you're at Starbucks. You can do it uh, when you're uh, on the train into work. You can do it in all these different places that allow you to really engage with training in those moments that might otherwise be be wasted or, or not used. Uh, and Learn to Win allows you to both sort of put it in the flow of work, not take your people out of the field from their normal training uh, experiences, uh, as well as put it into a format that's actually really, really well suited for adult learners to learn. I love it. Now, I mean, uh, I think you're saying I'm old with the way in which that I had my university experience, which is true. I'm both old. I mean, and... it was true for my university experience at <laughs> Brooklyn in the 2015. Now, uh, but one of the things we used to say back in the day, you know, when we called it the training department uh, was just in time learning. Yet we were stuck with, you know, big PCs or, you know, stationary computers that couldn't move anywhere. So the just in time kind of felt like almost oxymoronic. Now with the computer in your uh, pocket and that mobility um, now apply to all learners and all employees, I think you can get into that just-in-time mantra through these bite-sized learning nuggets at the last mile. I think, we, you know, you, I think you've sorted something out that's taken a long time to get there, but it seems quite compelling, your vision. Tell yeah. us a bit about, let's say, uh, another customer segment. We talked about football and professional sports. Uh, I do want to get to the Pittsburgh Penguins, by the way. I'm a hockey guy. Yeah. Uh, you've talked about sales. Now, what, what's another use case that you've seen Learn to Win actually helping the, the end user or the employee? Yeah. Well, the, the one that came most immediately to my mind as we were talking, and this is going to be a cop out because it actually is sales training. Um, but the one that came most immediately to my mind that really showcases some of our, uh, we call it our agile learning methodology. Um, and I think really showcases some of this just-in-time learning and how to uh, sort of put training within the flow of work. Uh, it's actually our partnership with Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. So uh. Regeneron has this really interesting challenge where uh, they have these very complex drugs and they need salespeople uh, who may be excellent salespeople, but uh, need to get up to speed uh, on this very, very complex drug. Uh, and they need to be able to get to, to speed on it and be able to articulate the different pieces of the drug to the point of being able to communicate uh, and have a really in-depth conversation with a doctor who is an expert in this particular subject. Uh, and they need to be able to do it in a way such that they do not go off brand uh, because that would be highly illegal in the, in the pharmaceutical world. And so they, they have this really complex challenge of trying to train them up on this material in a really, really fast and effective way. And so the way that uh, Regeneron has used Learn to Win is in our, what we call our, our agile training methodology. And this agile training methodology actually has its origins with a lot of our sports teams with this idea of you can't sort of plan out in the future uh, all the things that you're going to need to know. And it's going to be a waste of time if you try to plan out sort of everything. Uh, but really, you should do the plan for here's what's going to be with the next sort of week. Um, make that plan, execute figure out what's going to happen and adjust. And it's sort of common in the sports world because you're always adjusting to what's coming uh, in the next play, uh, in the next opponent, the next thing. And so the way that uh, Regeneron uses Learn to Win in our agile training methodology, they actually use it by starting with an assessment. And I think most people, when they hear assessments, they think, oh, well, I'll deliver some information and then afterwards I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a quiz on it. 
to make sure they actually know the information. But we, we flip that and we have them actually start with an assessment where you say, well, here's the things that we really want them to learn. Here's the things we need for them to know. Let's assess them on it. Use that assessment to identify the actual gaps in knowledge of our performers. So if we ask them 10 questions, maybe the seventh question is the one that they really don't understand. And use those gaps in knowledge to build targeted remediation training, either through live training or through lessons that are really fast and easy to build and learn to win to target that gap in knowledge. Uh, and you can do this cycle with a 10-minute lesson delivered directly to the reps' cell phones or their iPads in the flow of work. Use that to identify the things that they don't understand. Build that targeted remediation training to fix those gaps in knowledge and repeat. And, and through doing this, you can make sure that you're most effectively using your time on the things that people need help the most with. Um, another way that Regeneron uses Learn to Win that uh, I think is really uh, exciting and showcases some of the effectiveness of the tool is in the Learn to Win analytics, we allow you to not only see here's the actual correctness of what people are getting right and wrong, but then here's their overall confidence level as well. Uh, do they actually, how confident are they in their, their sort of ask? Uh, so when you ask a question, people will sort of auto rank, here's how confident I am in my answer. And what that's allowed Regeneron to do is put together these diagrams of for each particular question, I may have people who are confident in their answer, but they're actually wrong. So they're confidently wrong, in which case, you know, you have an opportunity to help someone uh, actually understand. I think most people who train sales teams would be familiar with that idea of somebody who's confidently wrong. But then in other situations, they'll find people who may be actually informed. They know, they know the material, but they're not confident in it. And those types of situations you would handle with role plays or other things to help them reaffirm that they actually know that information. Uh, and so it allows you to just have a, another step of in-depth insight that here's how you would handle that question. So that's one on, on Regeneron that I actually think does a really good job of this in the flow work. Um, I do have other examples of learn to win if you want me to stray away from the, the sales training example. Yeah, no, let, let's, let's actually uh, keep here, but let me ask a different question because uh, part of what I'm beginning to understand a little bit more about Learn to Win and not just this conversation, but ones we've had in the past, is potentially that um, you're disrupting the L&D department. And here, just hear me out for a second. Yeah. So it's not that you're getting rid of the L&D department or people in the learning profession, but you're sort of democratizing the expertise. Yeah. And so whether it's Regeneron or whether it's in another organization, you can have literal subject matter experts from anywhere in the organization, I assume then, be able to create the content that, that's in their head or within their skill set, you know, whether they're using their hands or their brain or both, such that then that expertise is captured in the Learn to Win app or the modules, et cetera. And then that can be replicated or at least, uh, you know, um, distributed, it's probably a better word, throughout the organization through that mechanism that's learned to win. So am I right in that workflow assumption? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the first thing I noticed is that we're, we're in no way getting rid of an, uh, a learning and development department. Right. Uh, I think in, in almost every company that we work with, we work almost hand in hand with the L&D team. Uh, but what we're doing is not getting rid of them, but almost amplifying their effect. So right. Uh, at a standard or a typical organization, there's usually one person in learning and development for every 300 employees in the company. Uh, sometimes that number could be closer to like one in one in 2000, like the number can get enormous. And uh, what we've seen over and over again in these learning and development teams that we work with is that they're almost just overwhelmed with the amount of material that they need to 
actually go build and create, uh, and they can't handle the volume of material that comes through. And so what ends up happening is the learning and development department ends up building really, really high quality trainings that are applicable to everyone in the organization, but they don't always have the capacity or the bandwidth to hit those things that, like you mentioned before, are living in the brains of subject matter experts who are on the front lines and are training people on the specifics of sales training or the specifics of uh, ops 101, or uh, I'll go back to the Navy and our corrosion example, the specifics of how to do corrosion inspection on an FA-18. And uh, what ends up happening is that material then ends up uh, in sort of a, a webinar that they do, or it ends up in uh, just a PowerPoint, or it ends up in an onboarding email, or it's a tap on the shoulder and an explanation of here's, right. here's what you need to know. And there's nothing wrong with that method of teaching, but the problem is it's not tracked particularly well. So you don't have analytics on what people understand and what they don't. Uh, it's also not designed in a manner that's really, really effective for people to learn. I think uh, PowerPoints don't have engagement uh, it's hard to really uh, get somebody involved with this actual experience. And so what learn to win does is, uh, again, not replacing learning and development, but really provides a tool for these in-subject matter experts to often build and create this content, either in conjunction with the learn to win team who helps provide support or through just empowering them to actually build the material, which is what we do with our football teams and the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, for example. Um, and allows them to build out that material as easily as they would have otherwise created a PowerPoint. Uh, our backend, again, was designed for a football team or a basketball team and one of their coaches who aren't learning experience design experts to, to build and create material. And usually with either the help of the L&D department to sort of freshen up the information or learn to wins team can create really good information for their teams to learn, but at a much faster pace. Yeah, well, I can see the uh, faster pace time to market and this, you know, the notion that, um, you know, we've often said that knowledge is trapped in the organization and we need a way in which to expedite, well, first of all, mine and then expedite, you know, the knowledge and the where, wherewithal uh, and the know-how of these people into the rest of the organization. And I can think of sales, I can think of engineers, I can think of marketing, I can think of any like vertical profession in an organization where all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that we can tap into these folks in a, in a much easier way now, as long as I guess the L&D team is also acting as the maestros and really the conductors to ensure that it, it is in the free for all. So I'm assuming that's that's part of your way in which you work with L&D. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's both this piece of getting the subject matter out of the brains of the experts, but then it's also a lot about just the speed at which an organization can move. Uh, I think there's a piece of, with every commercial organization, it's again, similar to a lot of the work that we do with professional teams, a lot of work we do with the military. Uh, your ability to win really comes down to the speed at which you're able to learn. Like, can you have these really, really rapid learning cycles so that when something happens and oil is now, I don't know, $6 a gallon, uh, or there's a war in some far off country and it totally affects your supply chain for wheat. Like, can you as an organization learn and adapt fast enough to be able to handle those changes? Uh, and it's both like, can the speed at which your organization is able to learn, but then also your ability to adapt with changes. Uh, this is a, a sort of favorite uh, quote that we use often in the sports space, but uh, sort of everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's a, a Mike Tyson classic. Yeah. And what we find, and this is, 
again, if we take the analogy that I've talked about from before of learn to one's agile training and we apply it to the technology world, there used to be this waterfall method, which was sort of very lengthy planning cycles to get to something at the end, but it didn't allow for that agile ability to sort of flex and adapt based on the sort of needs of what was coming forward. And with learn to one agile training, like we allow you to sort of train in this particular direction, realize that actually the thing that's important for people to know about uh, that's changed in the past three weeks is something totally different. Build out content material that focuses on that thing that's really important then and there uh, and actually go in that direction. And our sort of really, really rapid assessment tool allows you to see, well, we want to build training in this direction, but we want to build stuff that's totally relevant to what they're doing today. Let's actually assess them first, see what they know, and then build training in that direction. That's amazing. Okay, we got time for two final questions here. Um, and one, uh, we'll leave the Pittsburgh Penguin for last. But this one, I, I want to just basically understand a little bit better about how Learn to Win is addressing the attention span issue. So meaning, um, as I've seen, and as you've seen over the years, right, and it's not just, you know, the whole goldfish metaphor that we have an attention span less than a goldfish these days, but it is about how uh, at times we just don't have the time to spend on our attention to learn. So it's not just attention span, in my opinion, but our attention to learn, which yep. means that, you know, we need other ways in which to find the learning on the fly. Yep. And so Learn to Win possibly addresses that. Tell us your opinion, Sasha, on, you know, people's investment, I, I, I like to call it, of time to learn. Yeah. So I think there's, there's two things. One, learn to win can often reduce the amount of time that you actually have to have invested in learning by increasing the effectiveness. So one of the main areas we work is helping teams onboard faster and more effectively. We work with uh, Novartis Pharmaceuticals on this, we work with Nolan Transportation Group. And with the sort of active learning principles embedded in learn to win, we can take an onboarding time down from five weeks to four weeks to three weeks uh, and have done anything and everything in between. Um, I think the other place where Learn to Win really helps enhance that uh, doesn't necessarily reduce the amount of time required for training, uh, but really enhances the value that you get out of the training is actually in live training enhancement. Uh, so this is something that you've written about before, Dan, that I've, I've read about in your articles, but uh, it's about this idea that a lot of live trainings, you're kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall, hope it sticks uh, and somebody actually learns something. But uh, in sort of a traditional live training environment, you have some sort of live training, you may send out pre-work in a PowerPoint or a webinar. Uh, you're not totally certain if people actually watch it. Most of the data says roughly 30% of people will actually do live train, like do pre-work before a live training. During the live training itself, you're actually spend a lot of time just reading off a PowerPoint uh, to, uh, I don't know, explain material that people could have learned beforehand. And you're really just teaching to the top performers. And a lot of people's brains during that time period are thinking about their, their quota. They're thinking about whatever their job is, thinking about their email. They're kind of zoned out and falling asleep. Dynamic, right? Yeah. Whatever they're thinking about. Uh, and then after the training, everybody sort of within four or five weeks kind of forgets it. And there might be one or two things that sticks. And one of the ways that Learn to Win has sort of wrapped itself in the flow of work and the flow of training and hoping to help enhance the actual live training experience and the value that you get out of it is sort of prior to the training itself, you can send out all the training on Learn to Win. It's five to 10 minutes. Somebody does it directly on their cell phone. Uh, they can do it on their way to the training. Uh, so it doesn't really interrupt the flow of their work. You can send out push notifications to make sure that that percentage of who actually does the pre-work goes from 30% to 100%. You can then take all these analytics around 
here's what people are getting right, here's what people are getting wrong, and here's their confidence levels in each subject to be able to say, all right, during this particular training, we're not going to just read off a PowerPoint. We're going to find the five things that are most missed or people feel the least confident in and target our training towards those exact pieces of information. And they spend a lot more time doing interactive, engaging workshops and the kinds of things that you actually need people live and in person for. Then afterwards, you can use Learn to Win to do sort of sustainability training, push to their cell phones after the training to make sure the actual learning sticks. So that $1 million, $2 million on a live training conference that you did in Orlando, you can actually ensure that you get a ton of value out of and not just sort of wasted money thrown against the wall. Love it. Wow. And thanks for referencing some of my work. It, kudos to you. You get the five stars. Okay. Last I'm, question. I'm a huge Dan Pontefract fan. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, hockey fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a soccer fan first, but hockey comes close second. Basketball is probably tied. So, you know, go UNC incidentally. Yeah. Go, yeah. yeah have to do that. Um, uh, so if it's good enough for Sidney Crosby, captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins, three-time Stanley Cup champ, gold medal winning scorer uh, for Canada over maybe the U.S. I'm not sure. Can't remember that. Could have been. Uh, tell us how the Pittsburgh Penguins are using Learn to Win. Yeah. So I'll, I'll first reference actually Mike Sullivan, the two-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, uh huge fan and supporter of Learn to Win, and therefore we're huge fans and supporters of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I would say was going to be the coach of Team USA, Go USA, uh, uh, before sort of COVID canceled all the NHL players going. But um, they use it very, very similar to how almost all of our sports teams use the platform. And that's in this sort of very rapid, agile learning cycle. And so the first piece is just getting initial players up to speed on what their playbooks are. Here's all the things around how the Pittsburgh Penguins do training, do learning uh, prior to somebody coming into the actual organization. So this would be for uh, a new player coming into the system, or it would be one of the junior hockey players moving up uh, in up the ranks to the NHL team. The second piece is actually in those week-to-week -week scouting reports. So we're going to be playing the Oilers this upcoming week. And there's all these different pieces of information that we need to know about our particular game plan. Learn to Wins allows those assistant coaches to build and create that material uh, that can be delivered directly to the player's phones. They can take it uh, in the locker room, on the bus, uh, and then wow. uh, they can sort of learn those scouting reports in really rapid fashion. Uh, and then the last way is actually around enhancing their live events. So uh, a lot of the players will be doing, or a lot of the coaches uh, prior to a game, we'll have in-person team meetings where they'll have webinar team meetings where they will walk through, here's what our game plan is going to be for this upcoming game. Uh, and with Learn to Win, the Penguins can build out their training material, ship it to their players. Uh, they can take all the lessons beforehand. They can then see, again, all these gaps in what players don't understand, use that during the live training events to cover all those things that those players don't understand. So that's the, the meat of it. Uh, if you'd actually like to learn more, we, we did a webinar with uh, Coach Sullivan uh, last summer where he talked about both uh, his experience using Learn to Win, but then some of his leadership principles. Uh, I'm happy to share that along as well. Amazing. Well, uh, thanks for the insights. Thanks for all of this, Sasha. Where might uh, our guests learn a little bit more about Learn to Win? Yeah, www.learntowin.com. Uh, that's our, our website. You can check out more uh, and would appreciate giving us a shout or, or, or checking us out. Amazing. Well, this has been not just insightful but fruitful you've really connected some dots for me hopefully the the audience as well uh and again um i i love what you're doing because had i had learned to win 15 years ago when i was a clo you could uh bet your bottom unc dollar that i would be a customer 
everyone. This is Sasha Seymour, COO of Learn to Win. Check out more at learntowin.com. I'm your host, Dan Pontefract. This has been another episode of In Conversation With Through Leadership Now. Thanks again.